Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's coffee talk from Planet Fair. My name is Henrike von Platen, and I'm talking with Margaret Bernadotte. It's so great to see you again. And Good to I see you. That, yeah, I know you are far away from me at the moment, like far, far into the west direction. And um, what what news do you have? What are your news that we can talk about today? I know there must be something. Yeah, no, I'm sitting in Washington, D.C. On Capitol Hill, actually. Um, yeah, no, I thought when I was thinking about what we would chat about, I thought we might chat about the upcoming changes in New York. So um, there's a new legislation that's supposed to kick in at the middle of May, on May 15, unless it gets stalled, uh, that will require uh, employers to actually list the salary ranges for every single position that they advertise for and this will uh, affect all employers down to four employees so mm. as soon as you have four employees uh, this should become your standard practice and I thought given your expertise we might want to chat about okay how do companies prepare because it's not only New York we see these legislations pop up in California Colorado Connecticut you know number of different um, states even two states in ohio now have this uh requirement so yeah. you know just answering the questions you know how do we get prepared wow yeah that's good and it's not even so it's not even only us but it seems like a wave going through us it's like all over the place you need more transparency and you start in and sort of grouping it together i like that actually not saying like you be transparent on the individual level but you start by being transparent on like the salary ranges and um i have the feeling that companies sometimes are a bit unsure on how they how they fix it inside a range or have sometimes the feeling that if people would know the ranges they feel under or overpaid inside the range probably because they are not uh, defined very well to say it smoothly or maybe the the levels have a good definition like jumping from a junior to a management to a senior management level might have a good definition but what happens inside the level or is the range too big or to, is the range like 10%, 20%, 30% or only 5%? Um, I know you've seen a lot. What would you say is the, is the average range inside, could we say that actually? What, it's, a, uh, it's really um, industry dependent. So I've seen salary ranges, for example, for nurses that are tiny um mm -hmm. and very super well defined it's literally if you have k years of experience you are in this range and then that's divided into three kind of performance groups low medium and high and then they stack these ranges and it goes up a tiny bit every year so um and then you compare that perhaps to salary ranges in it that tend to be much wider Okay, so the first ones would have the easy way and would probably have no issue with those laws coming up because they are well prepared and the others really need to have a decent look at uh, at how to define their ranges. Um, what I sometimes see as well, which might be something that some companies could sort of by step by step um, sort of uh, arranging the ranges start by looking if they overlap too much because i've seen that as well quite often that you have the feeling that the 
staying with the junior uh, management and senior management, for example, they start to overlap a lot. And if you have overlappings, too big overlappings, then it gets hard to explain too why you are still a junior but getting more than the one that is already a manager but just started or whatever. So um, I think that the, the overlaps could be a good starting point when you get prepared to sort of resolve your, your wage um, range. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, and I think it's about just, I mean, it's... <laughs> It's a bit of a work, right? So when you think about yeah. companies going from zero transparency to, you know, at least this level of transparency, having to publicly announce their salary ranges, it's also a culture shift that needs to happen within the organization, right? So we know yeah. that salaries have often been almost like a taboo when it comes to, you know, talking and speaking about it. So it's it's more, you know, just getting prepared and organized and looking at your salary structure, quantifying what are the, my positions, what are the appropriate salary ranges, and how do we split them up and how do we place people into those salary ranges. Um, yep. And since we are, a, a, you know, a coffee talk about pay equity, this also helps support the pay equity because what are you doing? You are creating a process that should be demographic neutral. So this also supports uh, your pay equity efforts because now you have a procedure of how you pay and how you determine pay. So there are actually a couple of studies that have shown that this helps eliminate uh, the pay gap. I would suppose so too, plus it probably helps the people that are doing that job inside a company to actually uh, get rid of um, maybe biased decisions that are somewhere because you start to sort of really put in good reasons for, for moves inside those ranges, for salary moves, which don't depend on a person deciding, do I think this one is performing good or not, but I don't really know how to measure it because I have no system for this, or I have one because I implemented because I needed to define the range jumps. So um, it, it must have an effect on um, pay equity and studies even show that, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 And I think um, then, you know, once you have that system in place, one of the critical decisions from a pay equity standpoint is that initial placement. So that's where you have to monitor things to make sure that you are not uh, misplacing or biasing that initial placement decision because that has, can have a huge effect. So we are actually, um, in my academic life, we are actually playing around with some federal pay data and studying these initial placements and then how they affect kind of your whole trajectory within your organization so that will be exciting to look at that's really exciting because i know from german studies in that area especially in from those companies that are um, very trade union based um, where they have done studies like that that when you have um, when you think that you have a good tariff contract and you think that everything should be sort of at zero and perfect and it's not it's usually because of that first placement that's the main reason why the underpaid women in the tariff systems, at least from what I know from Germany, are underpaid because they started at sort of the one or two lower 
and you can't catch that up in those systems. There's no way to catch it up. So um, the entry is the most important part. Plus the other thing was when you have evaluations in between, the evaluations for next steps then of course, and they always go to the base one again, and from there you move on. So uh, looking forward to your um, results <laughs> because I could imagine they might be similar. And I see the clock. Yep. Coffee is empty. I actually didn't bring one today. It was oh, I, I had my coffee. <laughs> you have one. You enjoy it. And yeah, thank you. And let's keep this discussion going the next time, Margaret. See yep. you soon. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.